0: This program is made possible by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uluga'a Church of Christ in Uluga'a, Oklahoma. Thank you for listening. Hello, and thank you for joining me today for the Quiet Moments podcast. I'm your host, Russ Earle. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. Job's Greatest Fear. This is the topic today here on Quiet Moments. In Job chapters one and two, we find that Satan comes to God, challenging him to allow him to to test his servant Job. As we find in chapters one and two, Job is referred to referred to as uh, his servant, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. And we find in chapter one and two that Job, as a result of Satan, he loses his family, he loses his. Uh, he loses his children. He loses his possessions. He loses several of his servants. And then we end chapter 2 hearing his wife who, based upon Job's reaction to her, reacted in a way that was not like her as she told him to just curse God and die as he was now being afflicted physically. And in Job chapter 3, which at least to me is one of the, one of the more darker chapters of the Bible, we find here that in Job 3 verse 1, uh, he says here, the Bible says here. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And Job spoke and said, "The day I perished, which I, uh, when the day perished in which I was born, and the night when which, which it was said a male child conceived." What we find here is Job. You know, he, he has several dark periods in his life, but here in chapter three it seems to be his lowest point, when he basically says he wished he was dead. He wished that he had never been born. He says in verse. Uh, here in verse uh, let's back up here to verse or move forward rather to looking at verse 11 he says why did I not die at birth why did I not perish when I came from the womb he says in verse 13 for now I would have lain still and been quiet I would have been asleep then I would would have been at rest he says in verse as he continues down here he says here in verse uh, 20 why is light given to him who is in misery and life to the bitter of soul he's talking about his own current condition he is the one who is in misery. He is the one who is bitter of soul. He says in verse 21, who long for death, but it does not come, and search for it more than hidden treasures, who rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they can find the grave. Job Job is wanting to die. He is in so much pain that in losing his multiple children, losing his you know, uh, I don't think losing his possessions would have moved him towards his but losing his children and then being in horrendous health as we find in chapter 2. That's why he's saying here in verse 21, who longed for death? Job was longing for death. He says here in verse forty-five, uh, verse 25, rather, he says, For the thing I greatly have feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I don't believe that Job is referring to losing his his uh, possessions, losing, his, uh, losing his, his, his herds of cattle and things like that. And no doubt he suffered grief over the loss of his servants who were killed. But what we know would hurt more than anything else would be losing his own family members, losing his sons and daughters. And it would seem that that most likely is what he's talking about here in verse 25. What he greatly feared was losing his family. And we find in verse 25 he says, The thing I greatly feared has come upon me. The thing which he was so afraid would happen has happened. If you drop down to Job uh, chapter 6, looking at verses 8 and 9, he says, Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant me the thing I long for. I think he's still asking for death, way back as we saw in chapter 3. And he says here in Job 6, this time looking at verse 9, That it would please God to crush me, that he would loose his hand and cut me off." Job was hurting. Job was in tremendous pain. How could you say anything otherwise from what we saw in Job chapter 3? And we know from Job 4 and following that his friends were, were of no help. Their response was basically that God doesn't punish, punish innocent people, so he must have done something wrong. You know, we find numerous times throughout Job's trial and his, his testing of faith That Satan is a master when it comes to torturing people and trying to do his very best to cause them to stumble and cause them to tell God, I'm done with you. That was Satan's ultimate goal. Not just for Job to be upset with God and ask God to answer him. He wanted Job to tell God goodbye. And that was something that Job never did. He did ask for God to end his life. He did ask for God to take him because his pain was so tremendous and again, if you go back to chapter 3, notice these words. I mean, these are not words of someone who is just, you know, having a bad day. Look what he says here in verse uh, 20. Why is light given to him who is in misery? Job 3, verse 20. And life to the bitter of soul. Job was suffering because his children were gone. His wife had behaved in a way that was unlike her when she tells him to just curse God and die. Job was in a very dark place. But how do we respond when we find ourselves in positions when the thing that we feel like we greatly fear has come upon us? How would we react if our children passed away? How, will we, how would we react if someone we love, let's be more general, passed away? Job had lost so very much. His health, on top of this, was, was affected as well. But how do we react? Friends, we can learn a lot from Job, but one thing we can also learn from Job is that we do not want to respond like he does in chapter 3. We shouldn't be those who calling out to God to ask him to end our lives. If Job had committed suicide, the Bible tells us that that would have been sin. To take one's own life, to murder oneself, that's what suicide is, is sin. But Job wanted his life to be over. He wanted the pain to stop we find in verse 20, twenty-one of Job three says, "Who long for death that does not come, and search for it more than uh, search uh, for it more than hidden treasures? Who are glad, he says, when they can find the grave?" I think one of the reasons why, and Job, you know, there's so many things we could break apart here, but one of the reasons I think Job was saying these things and wanting his life to just to come to an end is because he wanted the pain to stop, he wanted the hurt to stop. I don't think he's talking about the physical pain and i mean that could have been part of it no doubt but i think more importantly was the pain of losing his children the pain of his wife hurting so much that she lashes out in chapter two the pain of his friends who who as we're going to find later are going to just be those who who, who harassed him that's why he says in chapter six that he said, when he says there in verse 8, Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant me the thing that I long for. Why? Because his friends certainly aren't helping him, aren't helping him at all. He says in verse 26 of Job chapter 3, I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. What trouble is he talking about? The pain of loss. The pain of and the heartache of all the things he's, he's endured already. And the pain that's going to continue, as we find in chapter four. It doesn't get any better. And one of the things we learn, another thing we learn from Job, is that despite him calling out to God to, for Him to answer him, believing that God had departed from him, that's one of the tools that Satan used against Job, was he wanted him to feel alone. But one of the things that God quickly disperses by him, by His response at the end of the book, Job chapter forty-two. Is that, or Job actually previously to that? But what one of the things he 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 blasts out of the water is that God wasn't there, or that He wasn't there. God was always there. That's why God knew what His friends had said. That's why God knew what Job has had said. And so, when, by God responding, he, Job can immediately find comfort in the fact that realizing that God was always there. See, Job didn't hear the comments of God when he when God told told Satan, "Have you considered my servant Job?" there is no one like him on the earth. And blame is an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Job didn't hear the two times that God said that. Even after, you know, God said again in chapter 2, after his first, uh, after Job's response to his loss of of family and loss of, of livestock and so on, he didn't hear those words. But he did hear God forgive him of his poor attitude and of his lashing out in the book. He did hear God answer his prayer. So we think about Job and this idea of what he greatly feared came upon him. Job still made it through. His heartache lasted for, his his ordeal lasted for, some say, even months. As long as six months, some say. How do we how they know that, I don't know for sure. But some say it could have lasted as long as six months. However long it was, Job despite all the pain and all the agony, found his way through. And at the end, God was there to to remind him that he had always been present. And friends, let us never forget that. God is always with us. I thank you for listening today. Hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website at bywaymedia.org. You can also find us on various social networks as well. As always we thank you for listening.